0: Maybe that's a really good point. Uh, Since you already have been working on intelligent mechanism, or I I don't, I think it's like physical intelligence to minimize the control. In that case, when you look to, um, you say the morphology, or um, how you see the the intelligence in the design. For example, you have been a flying insect or inspired by the bees, and here the Samara, the helicopter seat. We look to the pattern what, what makes these um, uh, these things plant or insect has physical intelligence so that they don't have brain I don't know how you see this mm. because that's what you do really I think the, right. the intelligence and design to minimize the control and sensing and more intelligent in your architecture or structure How do you see these two things here right so you brought up. A rather interesting point and uh, kind of also um, somewhat uh, I'm not saying this in a negative way but it's also kind of a buzzword uh, on uh, say for example uh, artificial intelligence or in mm, uh, robotics uh, community we also look at um, some people call it uh, mechanical intelligence adaptive morphology right mm-hmm. uh, talking about talking about how we can use uh, materials and design to facilitate uh, control uh, and maybe stability and, func- and and to improve to enhance function right and that's actually um one of a very good point in in uh, the field of say micro robots or mini robots or or when you you want to actually create robots that are lightweight right Um, the reason I'm saying it is this suppose you want to make your robot especially flying robots efficient what you want to do is you want to get rid of all the dead mass right you want to make sure Everything is as light as possible because anything you carry means you have to expend more energy to support that. In the meantime, if you would like to gain function, um, a direct, straightforward solution would be, for example, to add more parts and add more components and actuators, which is actually the opposite of trying to get something to be efficient. So one key is actually to try to make sure to obtain the function you want using as fewer like fewer parts components as possible. Um, So this means okay. um, I'm going to give you uh, one example. Right. Uh, if you look at um, bees, okay, I would like to go back to uh, my previous work and also not just my work, RoboBeast has been uh, contributed by so many uh, researchers. right? One of the key design of RoboBeast is the original RoboBeast from Harvard right? that took flight. It has two actuators, only two actuators uh, one for controlling each wing meaning it has two wings uh, and flapping uh, on the sides of the body of the robot right so <clears throat> if you think of a wing of an insect right you can think of it as your hand right and you put uh, put out your hand just like you were gonna uh, do a handshake right meaning you 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 your your palm is actually vertical now Uh, how insects flap the wings is basically it's just flap the wings or your hands forwards and backwards uh, in a rotational motion in a rotational motion so imagine if you were waving your hand like that okay because this is the motion created by your actuator this one this motion will actually not generate any lift force because it's just pushing the air to the sides Mm -hmm. right but and you, you, you can do this only with one actuator, for example, because the actuator can create this one degree of freedom flapping going back and forth. Right? It's PSO piezoelectric actuator. But now, in order to create a lift force, what are uh, uh, the uh, research, researchers did very cleverly? Right? Uh, I think actually I have to credit my previous advisor, previous supervise, my PhD supervisor. I think was one of his pioneering work, right, that he put a passive hinge onto the wing hinge, meaning it's basically a free hinge, non-actuated, that allows the wing to uh, rotate in the other direction. When when I say in the other direction, I'm talking about, for example, rotate about the axis that is formed by your uh, index finger, for example. So your, your 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 hand now can rotate to have palm up and palm down, right? So when you create the flapping motion, the air will actually push the wing to rotate. And because of this rotation, it generates lift. So meaning, actually the wing has two degrees of freedom. One is passive, and it's driven by only one actuator. And this I'm I'm saying this is the key because you actually have you have very simple mechanical structure, meaning a wing a wing hinge, a passive wing hinge, that allows the wing to actually have another degree of freedom. Uh to, to move in to move in another degree of freedom meaning the wing rotation not just flapping to create lift for the robot for the robot with only for the robot to fly so you, that's why you could actually fly the robots with only two actuators um, so when it comes to uh, uh, physical intelligence uh, or mechanical intelligence here uh, we I would say that was one of the example that maybe uh May, may not fall exactly into the definition of uh, physical intelligence or mechanical intelligence nowadays uh, because it does look, uh, it's, it looks actually very simple, but mm-hmm. it works extremely well, right? Um, so when you work with small robots, this, all these tricks uh, are become very important. And the simpler it is, the better because they don't go wrong because they don't go wrong they they are less likely to break for example and in this case uh, it's also the same uh, that uh, the design of the in inspired bot actually doesn't look like doesn't look identically like a samurai because a samurai has a seed one seed and one wing and in our robot we have two wings and that's by design okay with two wings it's basically to simplify the analysis, the modeling, uh, because you have the symmetry, because you have the symmetry. And by using uh, two uh, actuators only, uh, we can also control uh, many things. We can control, for example, in this case, um, the position of the robot, meaning we can place it anywhere in space, with only two actuators. Um, the interesting part is this. Um, is If you look at quadcopters, for example, they have four actuators. They have four propellers and four motors. Um, you can, in a simplistic way, you can think of four actuators as four inputs. When you have four inputs, you can more or less directly control four outputs right so in the case of quadcopter or drones that people know you can control uh row pitch and yaw motion uh you can think of them as angle uh three degrees of freedom and then thrust or net net thrust okay so with this four it can be translated into uh control of x y z position and the yaw angle or heading angle, they can be translated, but it comes down to the four things, to four things because you have four inputs, right? Um, So with the revolving wing robot or the samurai inspired robots, we only have two actuators, uh, two propellers. Um, So, but they, they oriented horizontally. So what we did was we kind of forego, like we give up control of how fast the robot, the robot is spinning in the yaw direction. However, the faster the spin, the more lift it generates. So in a way, if you think the robot, if you imagine the robot is upright, it means that if you uh, propel the propellers faster, uh, drive the propellers faster, stronger, then the robot will spin faster, then it means you can generate more lift or less lift. Right? You can go up and down, for example. If you want to actually move to the side, you can time okay, the propeller such that, for example, when the propeller is pointing forward, you make sure that it generates more force at that moment, then it will move into that direction. So in a way, uh, we use cyclic control to control the position of the robot. And this probably cannot be called uh, Mechanical intelligence—it probably doesn't fit the definition. But I sometimes believe that using uh, tricks like this to improve the control, and with uh, the fact that you are kind of you have a physical limit because you have only two actuators, but you can still achieve this kind of function uh, by doing some clever tricks, right? Uh, probably, I uh, maybe I can call this something else dynamical intelligence or something uh maybe but i think the idea is the same is basically you would like to uh achieve more uh with uh in the constraint of your uh hardware limit with the constraint of your hardware or or of course software um and to simplify the control another point uh about this robot uh is also the fact that Uh, I was talking I was jumping right to directly to uh, position control but uh, for people in the field of flying robots they usually would talk first about attitude control or control or controlling your orientation because uh, if you don't control your orientation for example if you don't make sure that you're upright Imagine if your quadcopter, your drone is upside down, it won't be able to fly So before it can fly, you have to make sure that it stays more or less upright first Meaning you have to try to control your attitude first um, uh, And uh, I didn't say that at the beginning, is because for this robot, the attitude is passively stable Meaning if, if I just give the same commands to two motors the motors on both sides with the same command and give them constant command and i don't do i don't have any intelligence any control uh no microcontroller the robot will still fly up uh and it will stay upright uh it won't go far out from upright because it has what we call a passive stability passive stability and that's possible because we have huge wings and when you put the wings uh, in the right uh, position with respect to the center of mass, uh, the robot becomes passively stable. Um, so the, the passive stability is uh, actually simple than, I mean, it's complicated, but the, the concept is also very simple. So, for example, uh, if you have a real summer seat, you can actually throw it from any orientation. And because of the aerodynamic interaction, if you give it enough space, it will actually fall down with the seed uh, below the wings, and it will be spinning. Uh, it's the same as, for example, if you fold a paper to make a paper plane, and you throw it, uh, you throw it up, for example, or you throw it, or you just drop it. Uh, if you if there's enough space for it to Uh, correct itself, it will actually go down to the flight condition, to the gliding condition uh, on a paper plane. Uh, It means that those systems are kind of passively stable. It has its preferred uh, orientation. But of course, that doesn't happen to everything. For example, if you throw a bottle of water, then it won't always land upside. I mean, by side up, for example. Mm